Next up on the Renaissance Man podcast, we have the current members of the iconic rap group Slum Village, T3 and Young RJ. Coming up, I talked to T3 and Young RJ about all of the different eras that the group has gone through, who has been their musical influences, and who are their top five rap groups in the history of music. Up next, Slum Village. Let's go. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. A show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, co-workers, your partners, your siblings, your kids. Share with anyone, everyone that you know can use some of this. Good old-fashioned tofu. This week's theme, the future of hip-hop. For hip-hop turning 50, We've done a lot of talk about the past, and it's been wonderful, amazing. On this very show alone, we had legendary artists like MC Light, Naughty by Nature, Papoose, Rhapsody, Jermaine Dupri, and Nas, and so many more legends who've shaped the sound of our culture. But what I want to have this conversation about is the future of hip-hop and how to move this genre forward so it lives well beyond each of us. My next guest really inspired this theme because they're the definition of reinvention. Detroit's own legendary rap group, Slum Village, was founded by three childhood friends in the 90s. Batine, T3, and legendary super producer, Jay Dilla. And they've had so many configurations since then. But in 2012, Slum Village officially became a duo comprised of the original member T3 and Grammy-nominated rapper-producer, Young RJ. After years of DJing and playing in the background, RJ grew up a fan of the original members of Slum Village. Imagine this, joining one of your favorite rap groups after being such a supporter and fan for so many years and being in position now 13 years to continue the legacy. That's breathing new life into a legendary group. That's staying relevant while also honoring the greats. That is slum village and i want to celebrate t3 and rj for bridging the gap between rap generations and reinventing what hip-hop can do time time 
and time again. Coming up, I talked to T3 and young RJ about the origin of the founding group. When both realized that they were stronger together as a duo and what they have cooking in the future. Up next, Slum Village. This week's show represents a family affair. You know why? I have some hip hop pioneers that represent my hometown to the fullest. Not only with their words, but also with their lyricism, their underground sound. And they represent not only hip hop's every era, but this golden anniversary that coincides with their dope album, Fantastic. Volume 2's 23rd birthday. They recently joined forces with visual artists who's extremely dope, Rick Williams, to release a new shoe and apparel collection, a collaboration with our Puma family. So I know I get some size 15s and distinct. And there's more, 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 and more. The shoe collab arrives on the heels of the release of their new single, Just Like You, serving as the lead single for their forthcoming album, which would be the group's first full-length project in over eight years. It is my honor to welcome the iconic T3, young RJ, who represents Slum Village. What up, though, fellas? What up, though? That's the intro. Appreciate you guys taking the time, as I mentioned, and you know we 10 toes down in the city. Like, I applaud you guys. I am fans of you gentlemen, and I appreciate everything you guys have done for the city, for the industry, and making not only myself proud, but the city proud. So it's only right we take it back to the D. And I know, T3, you're an original member, so I guess I got to start with you first on this one. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the origin of the group. Uh, we got started uh Coney Gardens uh, on the east side of Detroit. You know, uh, we came up in Persian High School. It's originally how we all kind of synced up with each other. I heard about this guy. He was dope. Then And then we just set up a meeting after that to my grandma's house. We had like this little cipher. And um, we invited the coldest MCs and, and beat makers. And at the end, we we thought we was the coders, and we formed a group from then. And that's how the whole Slum Village thing started. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to the Doughboys, you know, and the home Persian Persian school. You know how we do. No doubt. Like uh, Cube say, I make dough, but don't call me Doughboy. (laughs) (laughs) So I clearly know you guys' origin story, so I want to explain it to the world, like, so they can get introduced to it. Can you please acknowledge the original members of the group and how the name Slum Village came about? The original original members of the group is Jay Dilla, rest in peace, the super duper producer, and and my man's by 10. So it's me by 10 and Jay Dilla. We formed this group back in uh, late 80s, 89 is when Mm -hmm. we formed this group. And you know what I'm saying? And and we start building from then and, and building the reputation and just and just building the legacy. 
So, you know, shout out to them. I, I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for them. So rest in peace to my brothers that's not here. Absolutely. Rest in peace, Dilla and Ba-Ten. And the Dilla sound has become something of legend in hip-hop. There are so many artists of today and of yesteryear from all genres. You have Janet Jackson. You have Busta Rhymes. You have Tribe Called Quest. They, Q-Tip himself as a producer talks about how he idolized and basically stole Jay Dilla's sound. When did you realize Jay Dilla was that super producer that you just described? Well, you know what? When I heard it, I thought he was so amazing. You know what I'm saying? I just heard about this cat. And here he come coming down from the upstairs of, of, of the attic. And you know what I'm saying? Of the house with these with these big baggy clothes on. And he come out there. And and, he, and the first beat I, I heard was so amazing. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I thought it was amazing for a producer from Detroit just to be coming with that. But through the years, it just got better and better and better and better. So, you know, I knew he, we had something great. You know what I'm saying? With Jay Dilla, you know what I'm saying? For sure. And also, there have been, I would call, different eras of Slum Village, you know, for whatever reason. And, and this happens in life. This happens in family. It happens in music. For whatever reason, you know, people decide to go their own ways. But we still re root for each other and wish each other the best. So can right. you acknowledge each era of Slum Village, obviously, before our guy Young RJ was able to join the group? Okay, yeah, we got... A few eras. Let's 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 break it down. <laughs> you got the original trio. That's me, Batia, and Dilla. Then it was me and Batia for a minute. Then it was me, Batia, Elza. Then it was me and Elza. We did some albums together. Mm -hmm. Then it was me, Jay, and Illa J. That's when I Illa came. Illa J. Yeah. Illa J. Which is which is Dilla's. Uh, brother, you know, younger brother. So we did that trio for a while. Uh, mm -hmm. About two and a half albums, we did that. And then it was just me and Jay. So it's been me and Jay for how many years now, Jay? 13. Wow. See? Yeah, so it's been me and Jay for 13 years. So that means we done traveled all through Europe. We done did shows in the States. We done, we done been everywhere. And uh, we just keeping the legacy going because, you know, Detroit Pioneers, man. We got to keep that flag going and no ready wherever we go. No doubt. And, Jay, you're you're a lyrical assassin. You got flavor. You got style. When did you get introduced to Slum Village and T3? And what was it like for you to realize that you were going to be a member of this iconic group to help take it into the future? I've been knowing Slum since 1992. Mm. When uh my dad and John Sally had the studio called Hoop Sound Studios. Yes, yes. And, um, from there, you know what I'm saying. I was just watching my big brothers work on developing the craft from doing uh showcases together. When I had my kids group, to eventually Dilla showing me how to produce. Mm. Um, earning my stripes like that. And, you know, eventually my dad was like, you know, man, this is what we trying to do. We trying to keep this group going. I need all your energy in doing that. So it was just like from that point, my life has been dedicated to Slum Village and anything that they needed, whether it was production, whether it was rapping or carrying equipment. 
whatever it took, you know what I'm saying, to keep the group going forward till eventually Batien said, no matter what happened to me or, you know, just keep the group going. And that was the last time I saw him. And that's what me and T have been doing is honoring what Dylan Batien requested, which was keep the legacy going. And you guys are definitely doing that. I want you to drill down on something, Jay, for me. John Spider Sally, the OG, big bro, bad boys. I worked with him multiple years on Best Damn Sports Show to still my brother to this day. I'm going to break bread with him soon. And you talked about your father and he having a studio. You talked about a kids group. So tell me about those days of them forming and being in the studio and that kids group. Man, the kids, the kids group, you know, of course, everybody was trying to catch the magic of Jackson 5, New Edition, yes. you know what I'm saying, ABC. That's what we was trying to compete with, you yep. know, and that's what we did. It was like in the basement practicing, or he was like, yo, you, them steps ain't tight. Y'all ain't eating. You got it. Y'all hungry? <laughs> Get your steps tight. So it went from that to, you know, them forming a – uh a studio after my dad retired from, from doing music because he was, uh, he had a group called RJ's latest arrival and they had the song shackles on my feet. Oh no. Shackles on my feet. That was a classic. Yeah, yes. man. So once he retired, you know, he wanted to spend more time with the family, him and my mom. So they opened the studio and then, you know, from there it was, it's just been on since then. Oh, that's what's up. So I'll start with you on this one, T3. And I would love to hear both of you guys' answers. Who were your musical idols growing up? Uh, me? Uh, the person who inspired me to take rap serious would be LL Cool J. I don't mm. think LL get enough props because yeah. to me, he was the full package. He was the guy who could talk about the ladies. He could do a story. And he a battle, so he, he and he had the style, so he yep. was just like the the ultimate MC. So when I heard Jack the Ripper, I think I was like, yeah, this is I'm I'm about to take rap serious. You know no, what I'm saying? No doubt, that's a great answer. I remember being LL in the middle school talent show, take a muscle bound man and put his face <laughs> in the band. <laughs> they go LL yeah. and do the rock. Yo, no doubt. What about you? RJ, I'm gonna say the guy that you see on 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 this uh Zoom call <laughs> with me. You know what I'm saying? T3 oh. and and Dylan Bartin, oh, those are my musical influences. You know, I wouldn't even be sitting here if it wasn't for that original trio. I wouldn't even be doing music honestly. You know, they inspired me to get into doing music. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's what I've been doing. It's my passion. So, I want to say thank you, T. No doubt. Oh, all good. All good, bro. No doubt. And you guys touched on something that I want to stress. Of course, the Motown sound led by Barry Gordy is so very historic. And we're so very grateful that that path has been laid for us. And the world has been able to enjoy that music, has been able to follow that music, and been able to follow those trends. But what a lot of people don't know about Detroit, we're more than just soul and R&B. Like, we've been rock, we've been techno, we've been dance, we've been reggae, we've been so many versions of music. So can you talk to the public who may not understand um, the, uh, how we Detroiters 
have been exposed to the versatility of music, which now has, for example, you, RJ, you're in a historic group called Slum Village, but your father was in the was uh produced one of the greatest songs shackles on my feet he was a part of that so just talk about the versatility that we get exposed to as detroiters as it relates to the history of music it's a melting pot you know starting like you say starting all the way back from motown and uh you know just seeing the legacy that they left in the city and eventually everybody trying to find their way to doing techno and um like you said, all these different influences and the radio was way different um, too because you we heard everything from two Luke to Live Crew yep. to Tribe Called Quest, Biggie Smalls. Then we would hear Dre, E Forty. It was just a melting pot. So it had we had no choice but to be original with the style because we had so many influences that you would hear in the city, and also these influences have been led by Slum Village, T3, respectful legend, in so many ways. And I want to thank you guys again for all you've done to represent the city. And this version of the group, as you guys mentioned, has been together now 13 years. When did you guys realize that, you know what? Us two have what it takes to not only continue to carry this brand, but to continue to lead by using this brand and taking it to the next level? Oh, that's a good question. Well, it first started off with shows. So I remember when Jay came to do like one of the first shows because Jay started off in the back just DJing. You know what I'm saying? So he was in the back DJing and I was like, okay. You know what I'm saying? And then we moved him further and further to the front. And once I seen how we gel with the show, and I and the chemistry we had, then that's when I knew, okay, you know, all right, maybe we can, you know, make this pop. You know what I'm saying? And and then we got in the studio. We had already been working in the studio for years, so the music part that had already kind of already showed itself. We already had that chemistry, but it was just about the chemistry on the stage. So once I saw you had the steps, you remember the steps? I was like, oh, okay. He was like, yeah, I've been watching them for 20 years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? His father had him in the basement on that Joe Jackson, <laughs> making sure that he was going to be on point. So by the time he was in front of the stage after DJing, he was ready to do his thing. Congratulations, by the way. Fantastic. Right, Volume two. It represents the moment when peers and people in the industry took notice of you. What is right. it like getting that kind of attention from artists that you idolized? You know what? That was one of the greatest times I was doing that album. You got to understand, people like Busta Rhymes was coming to the hood to mm -hmm. do records with us. Busta Rhymes. Uh, you had Erica Badu and just D'Angelo and just people. Questlove came to the basement in Coney Gardens to work. You know what I'm saying? All these people, because just because they heard of the music. And you know what I'm saying? That was so inspiring for us to be able to bring that back to the city. You know what I'm saying? So it really got us out there. You know what I'm saying? Because it took a long time for Slum Village to kind of get there because everything was word of mouth. You know, we ain't had no outlets like we got today. Right. Wasn't no, wasn't internet, no internet. YouTube. <laughs> None of that. <laughs> somebody got to hear about you. And then if you want to send somebody some music, guess what? They got to wait at least a day 
You got to put the <laughs> CD in the mail. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> just to send, just so they can hear it. And over the phone, you know, stuff sounded weird over the phone, so you ain't know if it was going to be right or not. So, yeah. Right. It, it took a minute. But you know what I'm saying? Once we got there, once people heard the music, everybody just wanted to collab. So shout out to those people for giving us the opportunity. Especially shout out to Q-Tip, because he was the one at the head who spearheaded yeah. it. If it weren't for him, Slum Village, we would have never got out, out there like that. So you know what I'm saying? So shout out to Q-Tip. So I got to ask you, since you brought up Q-Tip and I mentioned him in Tribe earlier, tell me your favorite Q-Tip and or Tribe Called Quest story. <laughs> well, it's a story. I don't know if it's my favorite, but I remember when um, when we recorded the song together and we was in New York City um, and, and me and him was walking to go get a slice of pizza at Saburro's. And he yeah. was like, man, I'm about to retire. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, man, I'm about to be out the game. This one, this one, Q-Tip said he was going to retire. So I'm about to be out the game. I was like, man, but why? He was like, man, I just don't like it. It's just too slimy, too much this, too much that. So we do that. We walk back to the studio. And then that's the first thing he laid on the, on the song. Uh, I'm out now. This is the last. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so it was, was, was kind of hard for me because – you know, I'm I'm a super fan of uh, of uh, Trap Called Quest, and oh, that wow. and that kind of threw me for a loop. And people were kind of upset because they was thinking like, okay, if, is y'all the reason why Trap is not around no more? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we had to we kind of had to deal with that too. So that was kind of tough for the group at the time. That's crazy. And I'll start with you, Jay, on this one because just as men. Black men and people from the inner city, you know, there are going to be setbacks and sacrifices that we need to make happen and overcome in order for our goals to happen. So what are some of the sacrifices and setbacks that help shape you both, starting with you, Jay? Um, I would say just the, the, the trials and tribulations of Slum Village. Um, with the with the lineup changes and the things that it uh, took to keep it going, as well as seeing people call each other brothers all the time. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They, they use the term too loosely. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The reason me and T are able to stick together is because I look at him like a brother for real, like through any trials and tribulations. You know what I'm saying? So I think that helped shape me, helped shape my personality. And, um, showed me what true loyalty is and what it looks like. You know what I'm saying? And how to spot it and not to use that term too loosely. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, with me, I would say, man, yeah, it was a lot. First of all, the first the first trial that I had with Slum Village was with when Dilla decided he was to he was going to leave and do his own thing. And he, uh, I remember we had a photo shoot uh, with the Source magazine and uh, and he was telling me, he told me there at that at the photo shoot. He was like, yo, I'm going to give it to you, T, man. You got it, man. So I'm about to do this other situation with MCA, man. So it's up to you to keep this going. I was looking like, uh, I'm the middle man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I enjoy playing my position as the middle man. Right. I, right. Do so, I do some of the hooks. I do my verses. I'm out. You know, you know what I'm saying? But... I was like, okay, if you think I could do it, you know what I'm saying? He didn't already show me on a production tip how to make beats and all that. So I was like, okay, 
I guess it's it's my time. You know what I'm saying? So that was one. So we had about 10 of them. So you can just imagine how you got to pick yourself up by your bootstraps, man, and, keep, right. and continue to work, man. And and brotherhood is a, is a major factor, a major key alert, as your boy would say. No doubt. <laughs> major key alert. Um, I, I can't have an iconic duo representing Slum Village on the show and not ask y'all this very important question because groups to me have been minimized a lot by the label and Chuck D talked a lot about this, about how they basically make you choose. Do you really need the DJ? Do you really need the hype man? <laughs> you need your own album. That type of thing. And that became like the downfall, so to speak, of multiple groups still existing today. Mm -hmm. So it's only right I ask you both. I know you got them records behind you, Jay. And I know mm -hmm. three, you an originator. So y'all thought about this and talked about this. And you've already mentioned Tribe. So I feel like they'll be a part of this. Can you guys give me your top five rap groups of all time? Ooh, go ahead, Jay. You first. <laughs> Let's go. I'm going to go Tribe Called Quest. I'm going to go The Roots. Mm. I'm going to go Wu-Tang. Mm. I'm going to go N.W.A. Mm. And I'm going to go uh, I throw EPMD up there No doubt No doubt <laughs> Got your work yes. out for you T3 What's your list looking like? First of all, number one group of all times It's got to be Wu-Tang Wu-Tang, period Tribe Called Quest Outcast it's mm. definitely up there. Outcast. Right. Uh, Outcast. Uh, NWA is definitely in my. And um, last but not least, um, I would have to say a curve. Now I'm. I would say the roots because the roots are original and no, there's nobody like it. So no yeah. So those those, those oh, are my. I totally agree. The roots get slept on, and when I when I'm like a little confused about life, you know what I do? I put on that black. Thought freestyle. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it just gives me life. It's like, you know what? It's going to be a beautiful day. You right. know what I'm saying? And so, as hip hop turns 50, and congratulations, gentlemen, of being a part of that legacy. Yes, and man. I'll start with you, T3. What are your hopes for the new generation of hip hop today? My hopes for the new generation is just to keep. Keep it fresh. Keep it original. Keep them guessing. Let's keep them guessing, man. Stay original. Keep them guessing. And there's so much to do. You know what I'm saying? As far as uh, musically. So I think hip hop just going to grow. And there's so many creative people. I heard some things that's, that's bubbling. So, yes, keep it creative. That's what I would say. Same. Same. Creativity is all of it. If we keep doing the same thing, it's going to get boring. And it, and it can't grow. So we need fresh, new creative ideas, new creative flows, new creative producers. You know what I'm saying? And I think we'd be good. I love that. I love that. 
Listen up, youngsters, legends giving y'all advice. And I appreciate y'all taking time. But before I let y'all get out of here, I got a rapid fire segment that I do called Gone in 60 Seconds. Slum Village, y'all ready to do this? Let's do it. Yes, yes, let's do right, it. Cool. So I'll start with you, T3. Of your many albums and singles, what would you say is the one you're the proudest of? So, all right, the one I'm proudest of is a song called Fall In Love. And it's about how the industry, you love it so much, but, but she does you wrong, but you still love it. It's love, hate relationship with the music business. So that's my favorite song. Of Slumberland, yes. What about you, Jay? I'm gonna say, uh, get this money. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the world revolves around. That's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? It's a hustle every day. No doubt. How about this one? Who is an artist of today that you just look at, Jay, and you like, his skills impress me, her skills impress me, like they got now and next? Oh, uh, I think Coast Country. I think I think I think they 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 up there with it with originality. I'm going Coast Country. Who you got three? I'm going. I'm going. I'm still going K Dot. I don't see. I don't think y'all seen the best of of Kendrick Lamar yet. Great I'm answers. I'm great answers. Great answers. And we got to put on for the city. So I'll start with you three on this one. Name your favorite spot in Detroit to eat and why. <laughs> Ooh, favorite spot to eat in Detroit. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna say the Coney Island. I'm gonna keep it no down. Real I'm, go, I'm going to the Coney downtown, the Central Coney downtown. Let's go, Lafayette Coney Island. Let's do it. About let's do it. Chili cheese fries and all. <laughs> right, right. Where you at, Jay? If I'm drunk, I'm hitting the Coney. No if doubt. Trying to keep it upscale. I'm at Prime and Proper. No doubt. <laughs> really be no scale. I would try to go there like a month ago. They like, you need a collar shirt, homie. Like, you know what? I'll come back another time. Well, Last, yeah. but certainly not least, and I'll start with you three. And again, I appreciate you guys taking the time. It's an honor to have you on the show. I was really excited when I realized you guys were going to be on the show. Make sure you guys check out the new single, Just Like You, from the forthcoming album. I would like yep, to yep. know, what does the future hold for Slum Village? The future hold, first of all, before we even answer that, I'm just say, man, just talking to you, you're a legend. We love you, you, and Detroit loves you. Let me say that first and foremost. And, but but future hold, we, we're working on a docu-series talking about Slum Village life, so that's coming soon. We got the album coming, man. We, we definitely touring. We always on the road. So Slum Village, we working, boy. We can't stop. What? He's working. He's working. What about you, Jay? Uh, yeah, like he say, we need you in that docu series, Jalen. I'm just gonna put it out there. We need you. Done, done, yes. and done. Just let me know. I'm gonna pull up and represent it. It'll be my honor. I appreciate you guys taking the time, and I'll be ready to represent on that docu series or that documentary. I'll be there to support on the shows, and more importantly, okay. keep doing y'all thing, man. You guys are legends in the game. And y'all deserve all of the best. Much love. Much love. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Also, I heard you was a DJ. So I'm going to yes. get you on my, my radio yes. show, too. I'm going to get you on my radio show. Done. My radio show. That's my hobby. I would love yeah, to. Yeah. I, I, I yes, yes. like Jay. You see, Jay got his records back there. I know he got <laughs> some clear back there, some Technicolor, and some yes, Tony yes. fronts and all of that back there. I, 
Gotta yes. get it. Let's get it. Last call. Last call. I'd like to thank T3 and RJ for stopping by the podcast. They have so many projects going on right now. New music, shows, tours, and a shoe collaboration. Highlighting Detroit and so very much more. One thing that stuck out to me about T3 and RJ is how in every version of their group, Slum Village is always putting on for our city, on, on for our city. That's right. The Motor City, 313 Detroit. And it warms my heart that they are bringing the energy of the city to the world through their shows and their collaborations. And just like Slum Village, Detroit is an acquired taste, a lifestyle, an attitude, a state of mind. So I ask you this, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of your hometown, what sounds do you hear? What food do you smell? What people do you see in the mirror? Just remember, your city will always be there to welcome you home, no matter where you end up on your journey to greatness. I'm the Renaissance Man. See you next week.